The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Keeping It Real with Lori Wetzel. This program is designed to discuss trends in real estate investing, promote financial literacy, and learn how to create financial freedom for your life. Get the hottest tips from experts in real estate investing and more. Now, here's your host, Lori Wetzel. Hello and welcome to Keeping It Real with Lori Wetzel. I hope all is well with you. Uh, I am so excited today because we have a special format for our show. Normally, we would have uh, uh, guests that would come on. I would interview uh, a broker on the current real estate trends as well as focus on our special guest speakers, whether they're entrepreneurs or, or individuals specializing in different strategies. Today, I thought I would do something special. So, uh, the subject today is, do you know your real estate investor fingerprint? So, this is about being able to understand what makes you tick as a real estate investor. So, why did I want to do this? Well, you know what? You've heard people talk about the four currencies, right? Uh, I have one business colleague who talks about time, money, knowledge, and relationships, and that what's more important to a wealthy person, time or money? Well, it's time, right? Because you can never get your time back. I have another business colleague that also adds to that the currency of spirituality. And then lately, I've been hearing about a different currency. It's the currency of authenticity. And so I thought, you know what, today I think I want to spend the entire show on helping people to understand what their real estate investor fingerprint is. Now, about our show, this is designed to reach open-minded individuals, people who are willing to explore opportunities in real estate investing and financial literacy. Because it's not just about buying and selling houses. Being a real estate investor really is about creating lifestyles, wealth, freedom. And that is coupled with empowerment, accountability, responsibility in order to make a difference in the world. So that's really our focus. And you may be asking the question, well, why should I listen to Lori Wetzel? Here's what I will tell you. You hang around me and this show. I am a light bringer. I am a magic maker. I am a world shifter and a game shaker. I am going to challenge you, break you open, uplift and expand you. And I am not going to let you play small. 
So thank you for my loyal listeners, both domestic and international. It's really an honor and privilege to be with you today. So let's just get into it. So tell me, what is a fingerprint, right? It's part of your DNA. It's something that's unique to you. Your fingerprint helps you with your identity. So that is the condition of being oneself or itself, right? You have your own identity. Now, what is that? Well, the first thing I'm going to share with you is you want to gain clarity around understanding who you are as a real estate investor because that clarity is going to lead to power. Now, not to misuse power, but to become decisive in your deals, confident, and be able to take massive action so you can duplicate and do deal after deal after deal. So who you are will determine what investment strategies you focus on. Also, it's going to help with your action plan. That's the second reason why you want to understand what your fingerprint is as a real estate investor. So with your action plan, you're going to have the ability to decrease, decrease confusion, right? You're going to be able to identify the appropriate time frames with that action plan. And also, number three, you're going to be able to pursue your passion and you're not going to make your decisions based simply on a dollar. Because at the end of the day, it really doesn't matter what real estate strategy that you choose. Because you can make money in all of them, right? Whatever strategy you choose, you can make money in it. But you don't want money to be the deciding factor. So you've got to understand, do you know why you buy? Do you not know why you don't buy? All of those things are critical. So today we're going to cover... Uh, understanding your risk tolerance. That's part of your uh, REI or real estate investor fingerprint. We're going to cover risk tolerance. We're also going to talk about education because the key to minimizing the risk is you want to get educated. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about strategy. That's also part of your investor uh, fingerprint. So we'll talk about strategies, both acquisition and exit strategies. We're going to talk about SWOT analysis as well. Some people have heard of that phrase. We'll discuss that a little bit in detail. And finally, at the end, we're going to talk about execution. So that's key. Those are the things that we're going to cover with your real estate investor fingerprint or ID. So let's go with risk tolerance first, right? You've got to understand what your quantity of risk is for each person. Your level of risk that you can tolerate might be very different from what I can tolerate, might be very different from the next person and what they can tolerate. 
So you've got to understand yourself financially in terms of risk. How much cash do you have? How much credit do you have? What's the origin of your money? Right? What's your contingency plan? Understand how much risk you're willing to take in each of these areas. If the origin of your money, which I this is something I do not promote, you know, going out and borrowing money from a hard money lender because you think you've got a great deal and you're not educated. And then you go out, you put in a deal and the deal goes south and you didn't even analyze the deal in the first place. That's a bad move, right? So understand what you are comfortable with in terms of your cash, your credit, what's your contingency plan or your plan B? Do you have that? Also in terms of risk, every real estate deal should have a range of success. So what do I mean by that? You want to identify in advance your target. Your, your, not only do you want to identify your targets in terms of dates and profits, but you also want to identify the lower and upper limits. So do you have minimum target or goals that you must accomplish with this deal? Do you have the targets that are spot on as expected? Do you have the upper limit or ideal goals or targets for that real estate deal? So you want to identify a range of success with every real estate deal so you can keep a pulse on what's going on and what's happening. Also, when you're understanding your risk, what's your personality? What's it like when you get into trouble? Everybody does something a little bit different. Do you hide out? How about get angry? Do you sulk? Now, this is my, I I tell you, people who are around me, who know me, if I suddenly get quiet, they know something is wrong because that's just not in, typically not me. I'm not a quiet person. But if I go quiet or silent, my business partners will say, okay, Lori, what's wrong? What's up? So you've got to know what your personality is when you get into trouble. Identify that in advance because if something happens in a deal or if you hit a wall, you've got to be prepared to adjust and mitigate that risk. Okay? Now, you've got to know what your skills are and you got to know them well. If you already know you're not good with a hammer and a nail, why in the world would you attempt to go out and do a fix and flip on your own? You wouldn't know the difference if you went down to Home Depot or any of the lumber stores, uh, Lowe's, Menards, any of them. You wouldn't know uh, uh, one nail from another or one screwdriver from another. So if you already know that you're not a hands-on person, now that's not to say that you can't do a fix and flip. I'm not saying that. I'm saying you got to understand your skills and what you're good at. And don't say, well, I'll learn along the way. I'll get into this deal and then I'll learn. See, by that time, it may be too late. 
in the real estate investing business, you make money when you buy or when you acquire, but you don't get paid until you exit or sell. So if you're already in the middle of a deal and you're saying to yourself, ah, one day I'm going to learn this, right? No, you learn before you do your first deal. That's critical. Know your skills and know them well. Now, what about the real estate transactions themselves in terms of risk? Do you understand what the means of acquisition will be? Do you understand the funding structure of the deal? Are you debt partners? Are you equity partners? Is it a partnership? Is it in the form of an LLC? What's the funding structure of your deal? You've got to understand that. That's part of understanding your risk. Have you vetted your partners? Have you interviewed them? Know how many deals they've done in the past. Just don't take their word for it. You've got to interview them. How many deals have you done? Uh, what are your success stories? Uh, what about uh, some of your partners, your deals? Be, what's the details on it? Interview that. And always, always, always have independent counsel when you do a real estate deal. Have your own real estate attorney. Make sure you have a signed contract on the deal. Nothing, you know, I get that you may go into a deal with somebody you've known forever and you want to do it on a handshake, but at the end of the day, a handshake doesn't hold up in court. What's the nature of the seller? What's the nature of the buyer? Do you have a warranty deed with title insurance? Because you want to make sure if there's any break in that chain of title, if something comes up, the title company will cover cover it, Right? You need to understand and model your worst case scenarios so you can measure your risk tolerance and be ready for it. So back from the break, we're going to also talk about getting educated, right? Because that also mitigates your risk. You want to become educated before you go in and you do your first real estate deal. So back in a moment with that. Stay tuned. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Do you find yourself working tirelessly to keep your business going? Are you finding out that you don't have time for family, friends, any kind of personal life whatsoever? It's time to stop feeling trapped by your business. Tune in to Reclaim Your Freedom with host Shirley Dalton. You'll hear from guests that will help you work on your business instead of constantly in your business and get your life back while the business keeps running and humming. Reclaim Your Freedom airs live every Tuesday at 1 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time on Voice America Business. Effective leadership is what will propel the world, organizations, and businesses through a range of dynamic changes. How do you keep up with these changes, build skills, and lead effectively? Listen for Innovative Leaders Driving Thriving Organizations with Maureen Metcalf. 
Maureen offers tools and engaging guests who are leaders in their field. With each week, you'll work on and improve your skills to lead with confidence and drive your organization's success. Tune in every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Business. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio. Voice America Business Network. This is Keeping It Real with Lori Wetzel. To reach Lori with questions or comments, please send an email to Lori at meetlauriewetzel.com. Again, that's Lori at meetlauriewetzel.com. Now, back to Keeping It Real. Welcome back, friends. We are discussing what it means to understand your real estate investor fingerprint. You've got to understand that in order to be successful in your real estate transactions, we just covered understanding your risk so that you can mitigate risk in your real estate deals. Now, that's a perfect segue into becoming educated. Listen, you are dealing with hundreds of thousands of dollars in real estate deals typically and Oftentimes, as I use private investors, uh, you may be dealing with someone's life savings. You know what? You don't want to screw that up. You really don't, right? Not only would you not be able to go to sleep at night, I would think, because you have a moral obligation, but at the same time, you don't want silver handcuffs being touted off somewhere to jail. You don't want that. So what do you do? You want to get educated. Now, do your own research. Go out, find people who you're interested in. My company, uh, we are an agent for a real estate investing online uh, institution. So we have real estate investing education as well. But as the investor, it is up to you. I will say that we are the only company out there that offers not only online real estate investing education, but also a community of investors to plug into nationwide. So if you want more information with regards to that, please send me an email at laurie at meetlauriewetzel.com. Hit me up on my webpage. I'd be more than happy to have a conversation with you about that. But let's get into why you want to take real estate investing education. Number one, this is different from a real estate agent or a broker's license. Uh, for that particular role, they are understanding real estate from a retail perspective. This is understanding real estate from an investor's perspective. So that's a little bit different. This is not about retail, right? So number one, the first reason you want to become educated is tax mitigation. Who doesn't want to pay less in taxes? You know, have you ever heard of the saying, it's not what you make, it's what you keep in your pocket? It's so true, right? You could have a six-figure income job, but if you are paying a lot in taxes, it's not going to feel like there's never enough money, right? So the key with education, 
you want to understand how to mitigate your taxes, that that alone is going to save you on the price of the education. So let me give you an example. Let's say, for example, you're around 40 years old and you want to retire at around age 65. So that's a 25-year span, right? And let's say that currently right now you're working a W-2 job. Let's say you're putting money in a retirement plan at work. They're matching it. But guess what? You're not happy with the returns. You're not happy with that return on the investment. Maybe you're getting 3%. Maybe you're getting 4%. You're not happy with it. What do you do? Well, one of the things you can do is become education. Our online education will teach you how to pay two-thirds less in taxes. That's significant. So let me give you an example. Let's say you're making $100,000 a year. I'll go high end. You know what? No, let me change that. Let's say you're making $50,000 a year. I go mid-range. So you're making $50,000 a year in the U.S. A third of that easily is going to go into taxes. Uncle Sam's got to get paid, right? So you're paying roughly fifteen grand in taxes every year. What if I told you that our education will teach you how to pay two-thirds less in taxes? Two-thirds less. So instead of paying 15 grand every year in taxes, you'll be able to legally, honestly, and ethically learn how to pay two-thirds less. So you'll be paying about five grand in taxes, right? Now, you're saving 10 grand a year, but get this, you still have 25 years worth of retirement until you retire. So if you're saving 10 grand a year and you've got 25 years left until you retire, that's a savings of $250,000. Now on the high end, if you are earning six figures, say 100 grand, you're probably paying around $30,000 in taxes, USD. We can get that so you're paying two-thirds less, which is 10 grand. So you're saving 20 grand every year. If you multiply that by 25, that's over a half million dollars worth of savings. So you want to understand about tax mitigation and understand how owning a business and investing in real estate can help you in terms of reducing or or let me say this, your ability to pay your fair share in taxes right? Because that's what you want to do. Number two, here's the second reason, financial literacy. Most people don't even have a clue how their credit works. They don't know about the different factors that impacts their credit score. They don't know how it's weighted. They don't know anything about financial literacy whatsoever. So in our online education, we have a credit management course that you can take, right? You're going to learn about the major credit reporting bureaus. You're going to learn that oftentimes your credit report is not accurate. 
As a matter of fact, the government will tell you that over 75% of your credit of the credit reports in the US, they have some form of error on there. Now our credit instructor will up that percentage. He'll say it's about 98%. But the key is is that do you know what you're looking for in your credit report in terms of errors? Have you looked at your credit report lately? Do you know what to look for? Is it accurate? Right? Because names get mixed up all the time, social security numbers get mixed up all the time. You get on somebody, you get somebody else's um, defaults on credit. There's a number of things that can happen. So when people say, "Oh, I looked at my credit report, something is wrong. I've got identity theft," well, that's definitely a possibility, right? But in most cases, it has something to do with a family member, particularly if you have same names, if you have John Smith the first, John Smith the second, that's the son, John Smith the third, that's the grandson. Oftentimes, it's either kids or family members involved, not a stranger with identity theft. Although I will tell you as a side note, let me park that just for a minute. I just came back from the IRS tax form. There's a huge scam going around where people are calling folks and saying that you owe the IRS and if you don't pay now, you're going to go to jail. So just be aware that that's a tax scam. I'm going to do my part to help eliminate that. But I understand that over $35 million has already been stolen from individuals of people who have been scared to death and they've operated out of fear to go out and uh, resolve this situation. They prey on immigrants. They prey on people who just don't know or understand. They prey on senior citizens. Uh, and they will call you and say, this is the IRS. You've got to pay with a visa. Uh, you've got to pay with iTunes cards, uh, a visa, credit or debit card, a money order. Uh, you, and you've got to pay right now. It's a scam, folks. The IRS doesn't make those kind of calls for payment. So just be aware. All right. Now, the other thing you're going to learn about financial literacy. Okay. So we talked about credit management. Also in our coursework, you're going to learn about genuine self-direction, retirement plans, right? Because in this way, you can actually find money and partners to do real estate deals. Now, you've got to understand what you're doing, and you also got to understand what is genuine self-direction. There are certain things that you can't invest in. I know uh, shares of an S corporation is one thing, collectibles are another, you can't do that. But in genuine self-direction, you actually can invest in real estate. Your retirement plan can own real estate. And by doing so, say for example, if you use an exit strategy of a fix and flip, if you sell that property, by law, that profit has to go back into your retirement plan. 
And if you even take it a step further and have that retirement plan be a Roth 401k or IRA, then um, you're taxed on the seed and not the harvest. So when it comes out, it'll be tax free. So these are some of the things that you want to begin to get educated on. I'm not a financial planner. I want to be very clear about that. But the key is, is that there is education out there for you to understand what to do with your money. That's key. The other thing we're going to share with you in financial literacy, and this is huge, is interest reduction strategies. Interest reduction strategies. Do you realize that on a $200,000 mortgage, you're actually paying about 120% on that? It's crazy, but it's because it's due to the amortization, right? And the banks won't tell you that. They'll say, hey, we got a great deal. Here's a 4% loan and here's a 3% loan. But if you take that 3% loan, right, you multiply it by two and you add a zero onto that, you're paying way higher interest than what you ever signed up for. So we're going to cover a little bit more about that when we come back. I know that we're going to the break, but I have so much more to share with you in terms of why you want to get educated. So when we come back, we'll finish up with financial literacy, and then we'll go on to strategic planning and preparation. We'll be right back with Keeping It Real with Lori Wetzel. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Do you feel overwhelmed by money? Not how much you have, but how to talk about it? We face financial decisions every single day that can change the game for us. Listen for Making Money Fun with Shanna Tinjum. You'll learn more about what you can do with your money and ultimately what it can do for you. Don't cower under a rock about investing in personal finance. Talk about it with your family, your friends, and more. Listen every Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. Bob Pritchard has over 30 years of experience as a straight-talking business consultant and author working with some of the top Fortune 500 companies. Now he's come to the Voice America Business Channel to help you and your business. Tune in to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show for information about starting and successfully running a profitable business. From the movers and shakers to great marketing screw-ups, you can't afford to miss a single edition of the Bob Pritchard Radio Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. This is Keeping It Real with Lori Wetzel. To reach Lori with questions or comments, please send an email to Lori at meetlauriwetzel.com. Again, that's Lori at meetlauriwetzel.com. Now, back to Keeping It Real. Hey, welcome back. We are on the subject of understanding your real estate investor fingerprint. 
And we're talking about becoming educated through a real estate investing uh, institution, whether you have online classes. There are a number of folks out there. Uh, my company, the Wetzel Group, we are a representative of a real estate investing institution. We also offer online education. You really want to get educated to mitigate your risk and to understand your ID. So we were talking about uh, interest reduction strategies under the fina- financial literacy section, right? So we we first covered the education with tax mitigation, and now we're talking about financial literacy. So one of the things you want to understand is interest reduction strategies. You want to understand what the banks are doing to you and not for you. So you have amortized debt. You have car loans, you got student loans, you've got mortgages, any amortized debt. You're not really paying the interest rate that they advertise. For example, if you have a 6% loan, if you multiply that times 2, that's 12%, you add a zero to that, you're really paying about 120% on a 30-year traditional mortgage. You're not really paying 6%. So if you had a $300,000 mortgage with 5% interest, paying it over 30 years, you actually are wound up paying over $600,000 for that house. We have something called interest reduction strategies in our education that will teach you and guide you how to eliminate that traditional 30-year mortgage to um, a 7- to 10-year period. So instead of taking that full 30 years, you're cutting off the interest significantly. And And that's not just with your mortgage. It can be any significant debt. We actually had an investor out in Utah who had purchased a Ford F-150 truck. Uh, He had a $750 a month on the car notes over an 84-month period. But by using our interest reduction strategies, he was able to completely eliminate that note in a 14-month period. Not only that, he had the ability to now improve his own cash flow So without paying any extra payments, I'm not talking about making an extra payment here or there. I'm talking about actually using strategies to eliminate your debt. Third reason why you want to become educated is you need to have strategic planning and preparation. So the key to success is preparation. So you're going to learn how to have professional conversations with the people that you're working with, your general contractors, your real estate attorneys, your title reps, your brokers, your realtors. You're going to understand the lingo and what it means to be a real estate investor. So that's part of your strategic planning and preparation. You're also going to learn about marketing because marketing is the lifeblood of any business. People, if they don't know about you, they can't purchase your product, right? You also want to be able to attract real estate resources to you. You want buyers, you want sellers, you want professionals, you want money coming to you for your deals. How do you learn how to attract that? Through marketing. Number four, transactional confidence. 
Now, here is the $64,000 question that every real estate investor asked time and time and time again. Are you ready? Here's the question. Is this a good deal? That's the question. Is this a good deal? Right? You ask yourself that question. Do you know why you buy? Do you know why you don't buy? Is this a good deal? Education is key because it's going to give you the transactional confidence to sign your name on that contract and know how to execute the deal. You know, there's an old saying that knowledge is power, but that's actually not true. A knowledge is a applied knowledge rather is power. So you've got to know how to execute. You've got to know how to apply your knowledge. You got to have the transactional confidence to duplicate your deals, to sign your name on the contract, to execute them without fear. So that comes with being educated. That comes with strategic planning and preparation. That comes with your due diligence. Also, you want to know what red flags to look out for, right? Because you got to know what to run from. That's not a good deal. So everybody's risk tolerance is different. To one person, that might not be a good deal for them. For another person, it could be. But what are those red flags? What are those pitfalls that you want to watch out for? Understand that. So when you get the tingling in the back of your neck and your hair start to stand up and say, oh, uh, this might not be a good deal for me, you want to follow that and understand and know why, right? You also want to understand about private and hard money. Many people don't understand the difference between the two. Typically with hard money, it's going to be a higher cost over a shorter period of time. So your interest rates are going to be higher, and usually with hard money, they're going to charge points, either on the front end, on the back end, or both, right? With private money, uh, you have a little bit more leeway in terms of negotiating with your private lender what your terms are going to be, and then as a real estate investor, you honor those terms, whether it's six months, whether it's a year, but typically it doesn't involve Typically, not always, but typically it doesn't involve any uh, points uh, either on the on the front end or the back end. So you got to learn how to raise money. You're going to learn about partnerships, how to do deals and how to find private money. Here's another reason why you want to be educated. You want to learn how to control your properties, right? This is where your lease options come into play. This is where you understand how to interview and hire your property managers for your buy and hold property, right? This is also understanding about subject to strategies where the financing is already in place. And then what about understanding your probate deals, all of that is involved with your property control and understanding how to manage that. Now, number six, it's your exit and payoffs. It's your exit strategies. 
Once again, you make money when you buy, but you don't get paid until you sell. So what are your multiple exit strategies? Never, ever, ever, ever go into a real estate deal with one exit strategy. If it doesn't work out, if something happens that's unforeseen, then you're stuck. And then what? That's not what professionals do. As a professional real estate investor, you're going to have multiple exit strategies. So as situations come up, you can mitigate your risk. You can adjust the deal and turn on a dime. So your exit strategies are definitely key. All right. So what do I mean by that? You've got your fix and flip. You're going to learn how to find ideal properties. You're going to add value to it. You're going to sell it at a profit. You've got your lease options. So you're going to learn the ins and outs of the rental business, right? You're going to learn about buy and hold, your short and long-term strategies. You're going to learn about commercial real estate if that's something that interests you. You want to learn about cash flow appreciation, tax savings. If you like warehousing, strip malls. Uh, commercial real estate, you know, we have education for that as well. So those are just some of your exit strategies. But all of those six factors is key as to why you want to become educated. Now, continuing on in the vein of understanding your real estate investor fingerprint, let's talk a little bit about your exit I'm sorry, your acquisition strategies. What are your acquisition strategies? Because you really only have two. You have your acquisition and you have your exit. Do you understand the strategy that you're getting into? So let's talk about acquisition strategies for a minute. Where do you find deals? Where do you find your properties? Where do you find it? Well, there are a number of different places that you can look. You can buy from a wholesaler. You can look at pre-foreclosures. You can look at foreclosures. You can look at uh, seller finance notes. You can do a contract for deed. You can look on the MLS and acquire property. Uh, what, uh, what about if you are entering into a short sale and there's nothing short about a short sale why they call it that, I'm not sure, because first of all, you're acquiring property, not for a short term, not it's a long term, because there's nothing short about a short sale. Number two, um, you're acquiring that property to get out, enter, exit out of that deal at a later time, but when you first enter into that, it's not short. When you first acquire that deal, it's not short. You're holding that property over time. You could acquire properties from distressed homeowners. For example, uh, maybe they have, uh, have a job loss, maybe death, divorce, bankruptcy. Maybe you're acquiring properties from distressed investors, tax deeds, liens, wraparound mortgages, um, probate, uh, REO or real estate owned. If you have a conversation with a loss mitigator at a bank. You can find properties on the internet. People are advertising all the time. You can go to Craigslist. You can go to eBay. There are a number of different sites. 
that people are advertising properties. You can do an auction, uh, be a part of an investment club. You can find properties from an agent or a broker. There are many, many ways in which you can find or acquire properties. So that's just your acquisition strategies. Now, in terms of exit, there are four levels of real estate investing with your exit. And we'll cover that uh, after the break. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Trends in global business are changing all the time. It used to only be worrying about your competitor across the street, but now that competitor may be across the world. On Global Business with Mahesh Joshi, we discuss the trends in global business, plus issues and solutions that business leaders face today. Each show is guaranteed to teach you something that you didn't know before about global business. Listen live every Wednesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. How is your work-life balance? In most businesses, no matter where you are positioned, there is always room for improvement. If you're an executive, learn insight about your business. Are you an employee? Learn how to better work with your team. Even if you're not in business, you can learn where your strengths and weaknesses can be played to their best potential. The Work-Life Balance with host Rick Morris can be heard live every Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. This is Keeping It Real with Lori Wetzel. To reach Lori with questions or comments, please send an email to Lori at meetlauriwetzel.com. Again, that's Lori at meetlauriwetzel.com. Now, back to Keeping It Real. Okay, welcome back. We are covering understanding your real estate investor fingerprint. And we covered strategy in terms of the multiple acquisition strategies. But what about your exit strategies? So there are four levels of real estate investing. And your exit strategies are going to fall under these four categories. You're either going to wholesale a property. If you're wholesaling, it's the most amount of effort, but it's the least amount of risk. Right, Because you're really just finding buyers and sellers, putting them together, and then you as the wholesaler, you get paid at the closing table. Uh, So that's one level of an exit strategy. We also talked about fix and flip a little earlier where you add value to that property. Right, you don't. You never want to just acquire a property and not add value to it, um, because then if you if someone ever uh, questions your quick turnaround on a deal, you want to have proof that yeah, I've added value, and then I can justify the ARV or after repair value on a deal. So uh, it's a little bit more risk. Then you have your buy and hold, your buy and hold strategies, and you really want to be educated on that 
because if you're not educated on a buying hole, you uh, could really lose uh, your shirt on that. Now, what's the one or the greatest risk that you have with the buy and hold property? And there are a number of different risks that you have, right? Because you could have bad tenants. Um, maybe um, you have vacancy rates. So you have the holding costs and you're carrying it quite a bit. So there are a number of different things. But really, your greatest risk on a buy and hold is who's your neighbor next door, right? Who's taking care of the property next door? It's why people don't want to have casinos move into the neighborhood or um, any other, other sort of, of criminals living next door, right? So you've got to understand your farm area you got to understand the neighborhood in which you're doing the deal uh, because that's going to be part of your part of your risk on a buy and hold. Once again, education is key. And then the fourth level is your money lending. It's the least amount of effort, but it's the most amount of risk. These are individuals who invest in real estate deals using private money. So you want to be educated. You want to know and not have someone present you with the deal and say, oh, this is a great deal without you having the ability to analyze it and know that you're going to get your money back. All right. So that's your acquisition, your strategy, which includes your acquisition, your exit strategies. You got to know them. Let's cover SWOT. Let's cover SWOT analysis. Many people have heard of this. SWOT stands for strengths weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. So you need to do a self-assessment as a real estate investor and understand what are my strengths, what are my weaknesses, what opportunities do I have, and then what are my threats. Now, from a real estate perspective, you've got to analyze what skills you have and what skills that you're good at. On your strengths, for example, if you're good with organizing resources, that's great. That could be very useful in, in, a, in a deal. If one of your weaknesses is I'm all thumbs with a hammer, well, you definitely want to hire professional help to do your fix and flip. It isn't that you can't do one, but you know that that's a weakness of yours and you want to cut anywhere near a hammer. What about opportunities? Well, opportunities is the same as the shiny object syndrome, right? Oh, I want to do fix and flips. Oh, I want to do tax liens and deeds. Oh, I want to do commercial real estate. Oh, I'm interested in short sales now. Oh, what about wholesaling? Oh, what about auctions? I want to do that now. It's like a shiny object syndrome. There are always going to be opportunities regardless if the economy is up or down. You've got to be educated to know which strategy to use in today's real estate market. So understand your opportunities, but don't let that function as a shiny object syndrome. What about your threats, right? 
particularly in the buy and hold, we talked about this earlier, your greatest risk having to do with you're holding on to that property, uh, you don't have the appropriate property manager, you've got vacancy, and your neighbors are, are, are awful, right? Because they're going to let their property run down. That's going to impact your property as well. So in any real estate deal, there are three parts. You've got the deal maker, the doer, or the doubt. Which are you? Are you the deal maker where you have the strength of organizing resources and putting a deal together? Are you the doer? Say, for example, the general contractor. Or are you the doe? Are you the investor or the money lender? Every real estate deal has those three components. And the deal maker is not done until all parties are satisfied. Some people say the deal maker is done when the deal closes. Uh -uh. It's when all parties are satisfied because you want to be able to do the deal again. Duplication is key in this business. Lastly, let's talk about execution, right? You want to start with the end in mind. What is it going to look like at the end when you've completed your real estate deal and you work backwards? So your time frames are critical. Make sure also in your contract with your uh, contractors that there's a time frame set so that if they finish the job early, they receive bonuses. If they finish the job late, there are penalties. Your job is to manage that real estate deal with your contracts and making sure that you stay on that time frame because you have your holding costs that you've calculated in your real estate deal. You won't, don't want to blow that. And who's on your real estate team? You've got to learn how to interview them, right? Uh, what's their background? What's their experience with real estate investors? Can they give you examples? So hire a real estate attorney and lawyer. Have your own uh, your own lawyer to review the deal for you, the contracts for you. Uh, find an insurance agent that is used to working with real estate investors. This non-owner occupied properties. Are they used to issuing insurance off of that? What about an accountant that is used to working with real estate investors? You don't want to do your deals and take your taxes down to a franchise preparer, right? If they're doing a 1040EZ or a 1040 form, that's one thing. But you're running a business with real estate deals. So you need to find an accountant that is familiar with real estate investors in their transactions. Also, you're interviewing General contractors, your head general contractor, you may need plumbers, you may need electricians, drywallers, painters, mold remediators. Mold is gold because you can buy low and sell high once you remediate that mold. You want to have title insurance reps on your team. You want to work with a broker or real estate agent that is used to working with real estate investors. All of that is important in terms of building your real estate team around you. So bottom line is this with understanding your real estate investor fingerprint. Everything works. Nothing doesn't. 
all the strategies, whatever you're interested in, whether it's fix and flip, lease options, short sales, multifamily dwellings, commercial, tax liens, deeds, notes, whatever, it all works. But don't let the money be the deciding factor when you do your deals. Follow your passion. Okay, that's it for today. I have so enjoyed. Boy, this hour went quick. Uh, thank you for listening to Keeping It Real with Lori Wetzel. And, oh, let me close with a quote. One more thing. Quote. Don't ask yourself what the world needs. Ask yourself what makes you come alive. And then go do that thing. By Howard Thurman, author and civil rights leader. Take care and you have a great day. Thank you so much for tuning into Keeping It Real. Be sure to join Lori Wetzel again next Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Central, and 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. We know you'll learn something new every week, so we'll meet here again soon. Until then, focus on keeping it real and live a life of success.